I guess that's the intro. Hello and welcome to the Catel. I'm going to take that again because that fucking blew the shit out of my mic. You should keep hello that. Hello and welcome. Okay, I probably will. Hello and hello and hello. I'm destroying my microphone. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron and with me as always is... Cameron. Today, once more, we have a special guest. Reveal yourself. What up? That's the sound of a curtain, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Look. I'm Kara, also known as Linda, also known as Supergirl. Ooh. But goes by in start a movie. movie stuff as Superman's cousin. Q-Man. Fiddlin. I'm Superman's cousin. I mean, you can be both. <laughs> My name is Hugh Mann, and I am here to engage in Earth culture. Mmm. Mmm? Yeah. Why mmm tasty Earth, Earth culture? culture. Do you, is that like the Twilight Zone episode where the, where the recipe is eating human beings? Wait, what? You know that episode of the Twilight Zone where the friendly aliens come to Earth and they want the cookbook, and it turns out that their plan is to, like, eat humans. No, I, I haven't watched enough Twilight Zone. Uh, I need to, because that show is crazy. I think it, I like it. it is on Netflix. Let's see, Twilight Zone. It might be. I should watch recipe. it, because I know it's just Yeah, it's cool. the recipe for man. That sounds awesome. Yeah, they're like these friendly, uh, oh, it's called to serve man. So they say that they're here to serve man. And they're like these, uh, they've got like giant souffle heads. And they're, <laughs> they have like this giant book. And it says that they're there to assist. And there's, they're like, it's, and then it turns out that it's a cookbook. So they're there to actually eat humanity, not. So sweet. They're there to serve humanity. So they're like serving dinner. It's kind of like a Hannibal yep. Lecter pun. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got it. Love to have you for dinner, Aaron. Will you join us? We'd love to have you for dinner. Oi, oi, oi. Okay, mm -hmm. so, well, before we get into this week's offering of Supergirl, we should all talk about, Aaron, what's your opinion of the Superman franchise, the comic books, if you have any familiarity with them, or Supergirl I in don't, general? I don't give a flying fuck about any of the Super. Superman, Supergirl, any of it, because it's just it 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 bores me, and I'll, because they don't there's there is one weakness, and it's always like haha, but I have kryptonite. Like the answer is always kryptonite, and if they don't have kryptonite, well, shit, I lost. <laughs> like I don't know. There's the I I can understand. I mean, later in the books or later in the in the comics, it was like, well, now he has to fight like these super cosmic forces that are insane, like the world destroying universe, destroying stuff. And it, if it was more like if it mixed like Superman with like Cthulhu mythos, crazy, like old gods, like something that is like incomprehensible, then I'd be like, fuck, yeah, that'd be awesome. But instead, it's like. Oh no, Lex Luthor's got a big robot. 
Oh, but in a little part of it's made out of kryptonite. Oh shit! He beat the kryptonite. All right, he wins. Like so, you don't give a flying uh, fuck. What about an ice breathing laser beam shooting fuck? Nope. Don't don't give a laser beam shooting fuck. Don't give a crawling fuck. Don't give a swimming fuck. Don't give any sort of uh, transportation. <laughs> based fuck no tran- I don't give a transportation based fuck <laughs> no general transit related fucks given <laughs> nope none zero <laughs> not even if you gave me a bus pass or a metro card yep <laughs> a metaphorical bus Fiddlin, pass Fidlin what's your familiarity with Superman and or girl and or the franchise super being super people super thing well, Superman's my cousin so I know him pretty oh. well, not that closely because, you know, he doesn't live on Krypton, but, but I prefer Batman. Fair point. Well, you know, technically, super, Superman <laughs> didn't really live on Krypton for all of that long. He was no. only six months old when he was shot into outer space. I yeah, outer space, and then Krypton was destroyed. Krypton. Yeah, because Krypton is destroyed. There is no planet with which to live on you, called Krypton. You know? Do you know nothing of the mythos? <laughs> you sound like a, a stereotypical noid of uh, uh, Tigger and <laughs> another character. Um, but I'm in love with Batman, so I could. You know, I I don't. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the not caring about Superman. Yeah, he's pretty poop. He's, he's. I don't know if he's pretty poop. He's like normal looking. Poop. He's like ugly poop. I don't. I okay, fair. Ugly either. I've never seen a pretty poop. Fair looking, normal, non doctor concerning poop. There you go. Non doctor concerning. <laughs> so you mean a yeah, regular? It doesn't one. Cons- Yeah, it doesn't concern right. your doctor that you pooped yeah. that way. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. no one's. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Well, Aaron, did you see Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice? I don't care. <laughs> okay. No. no. Well, Fidlin, what was your stance on Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice? Well, we know Cameron hated it. Strongly disliked it. I didn't hate it. I'm sure he hate. He used the word hate. At least once when he described how he felt about the movie. I hate parts of it. I don't blame him. Particularly why Wonder Woman is in the movie if they're just going to have her park cars get on airplanes and wear uh, really tight dresses. And then does she fly? Does she use her invisible jet? No, but she does use her lasso, which somehow doesn't make her invisible. Look, that thing makes no sense. (laughs) No, they kind of avoided that one. Okay, good. But there is a part where she and Batman are trying to steal a photograph of her from the uh, from World War One. A f- wait, what? A photograph? Yeah, because it uh, it's a long story. What are they black? Ha ha! You're older than you look. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I don't know. It would like blow her <laughs> secret identity or something. I, it's a long, convoluted sn- hack Snyder versus. Thing. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> I just want him to not direct it anymore because there are good things about it. It's just that he does not know how to tell a story. Didn't what is it? David S. Goyer, right? Yeah, it? David Goyer. I really don't like him. He's so bad. What was that other movie we watched 
where I was like, wow, this is just a bucket of assholes. Like <laughs> what? a bucket. That's how I described the film. I'm going to look up his uh, filmography because it's important. I'm going um, to look at it too. Let's see. Um, David Goyer. Oh, Aaron, he's from Michigan too. Oh, fucking. Oh man. Pride. I'm prideful of that. Uh, oh, boy. So does that make Michigan the bucket that contains these said assholes? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Blade Trinity. Oh, he made he made Batman Begins, though. No, he co-wrote the story for it with Christopher and Jonathan Nolan. Oh, he didn't Nolan. even write the fucking... Okay, whatever. Yeah, never mind. He also co-wrote... Um, well, he wrote Blade... Oh, he wrote Dark City? He co-wrote the Maybe Dark he's Man. not that bad. He wrote Jumper. <laughs> Hey, Jumper was fun. I was I was into Jumper a little bit. Uh, I kind of wish that they had just he did <laughs> left it with Man of Steel. Really, he did Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Yes, he did. Certainly oh do that. Hmm. <laughs> oh, he created Flash Forward. He's not I don't, okay. He's not that bad. I thought he did something else that was just trash. 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 I mean, let's not convolute this shit. He's done a lot of just middling, trashy, garbagey, filth, mon- monkey crap. Like it's very, just kind of ooze. Like his, he's he's very ooze. I'm oozing everywhere. Can I have a oh, he, dire- he, <laughs> he directed Blade Trinity. Yes, he did. Sweet. Also starring Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Ryan Reynolds. Now that we have a biography on this person. Yes. So, Aaron, what were your overall thoughts uh, to begin with on 1984's superb film Supergirl? Um, it seemed as though Supergirl's only superpower was changing clothes like instantly oh, and hairstyles don't forget that and hairstyles yeah and color which one like that's all she did was just like fuck with people and change clothes it seemed i think you're forgetting about the part where she saved the lover boy from a bulldozer no less the, okay that reminded me uh, that was like my favorite scene just because it reminded me of maximum overdrive yes. a movie which i adore yes I saw that and I'm like, ooh, flashbacks. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that does kind of ooh, remind me of madness. Uh, Fiddlin doesn't know about maximum overdrive, but there's a scene. It's about this asteroid you that need causes to machines it. to come alive. And there's a bulldozer mm. that runs over a kid on a bicycle that's really traumatic. Yeah. I know. Don't forget the don't wait. Hold on. Don't forget the, the vending machine that kills him, man. Yeah, there, there's this g- fucking shooting soda cans into his skull until he yeah, dies. So there's like this uh, little league coach who goes to buy a like a soda can and this it's machine, amazing. which has, you know, come to life by an asteroid or something. It's evil. It starts firing cannon like uh, cans at him as if it's like a slingshot or something. And you see like his head like get like. Yeah crushed by the cans it's pretty it funny kids too it's really really it's like obs- gruesome <laughs> i love that movie so much i think my favorite part is at the beginning where stephen king's cameo he's just at an atm and it says you're an asshole yep you're an asshole <laughs> oh god i love 84, that i think oh same it, year and stephen he di- he directed it too while he was on a shitload of cocaine. 
It was amazing. And the rights for ACDC were up in the air. I don't know about up in the yeah, air. Yeah, so he, he, it was just scored by ACDC. It's great. We've already talked about that movie, though, and my unending love for it. <laughs> yes, it's one, of, it's one of my favorites, too. Uh, but anyway, so good. Uh, Supergirl. Uh, yes. Fidlin, what did you think of Supergirl? The person or the movie? The movie. Overall? Or both. I mean, no, the real live person. Oh, I am her. Remember? What did you think of yeah, the let's, movies? Let's bring up the scandal. You know that scandal that is a thing, I guess? Scandal? What? Stop the scandal the show. from the Supergirl. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Supergirl's in scandal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway. Mm. So, <laughs> I'm learning yeah. so much from you today. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, so I think my least favorite character throughout the whole entire movie was Selena. Mainly because, sorry, my least favorite character throughout the whole movie was Selena. And that's probably because she decided that she wanted to dominate the world. So she got rid of Nigel when she got this orb thing. And then... She decided she wanted Nigel again, but then she kicked him out of her house, which didn't even look like her house. So I don't understand how that was her house. And then she gets so upset because this boy doesn't fall in love with her that that becomes her main plan rather than taking over the world like she wanted to. Dude, you could take over the world without this boy. Get a different boy. He's not even that pop like powerful. Makes no sense. And then. Yeah, no, he's. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that was just like, you're dumb. And then she like, I don't know. She she was just my least favorite character. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. What you didn't like the ambition of that man needs to be near me. No, I didn't. I, I want to break me really? up a piece of that. Oh man, man. which Kit Kat man? Like, why do you need a man to like complete you as a as an evil villainous? Right, yeah. And I think it was, I think part of it was that she, I think they were going for something of she's doing it because she makes Nigel ugly at some point. Like she gives him all those spots on his face and mm-hmm. then she goes after Hunk no Hunkerson because Bianca, who's my favorite character in the whole movie. Oh yeah. No, Bianca's yeah. great. She's just there to point out like, oh, that's unbelievable. Oh, I love what you're wearing. Oh shit. Like she doesn't actually have any <laughs> witch powers. And then she just, ha- oh yeah. She just basically like, uh, the personal Selena's personal assistant rather than a co-witch. Like she hands her, I love that they have bills that witches have to pay bills and that they live yeah. in this dilapidated shack. Like, <laughs> Because <laughs> well, all bad guys have to live in uh, shitty, rundown amusement parks that are closed. That's just what you have to do. And the whole setup for the movie is like it started from like a bad improv set or something. Like, where are you? Argo City in a place between dimensions. All right. <laughs> yep. Sweet. Even Man of Steel had a better opening when Krypton. Oh, my God. I mean, Man of Steel wasn't great, but it at least was. This is Krypton. It's going to get destroyed. Things happened. Like, it wasn't great, but it had stakes, and you understood what was happening. It just took too long to blow up the planet. And one thing that I don't understand... Okay, so Zoltar, played by Peter O'Toole, he's like the... Yeah. Oh, I'm above the council. I'm I'm too cool for school and whatnot. So he... I made all of these shitty statues. Aren't you... Aren't I the best? So... 
without the thing of the council, he takes the Omega Hedron, which is like this intergalactic power source, kind of like the Tesseract from the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ooh, I borrowed it. And then, you know. He got the MacGuffin. Yes, he got the MacGuffin. (laughs) And uh, Kara is is all, oh, that looks cool. Um, Also, I wrote something about, like, they don't know what a tree is. Because they've never been to Earth. Oh, yes. But somehow he he has. Oh, yes. He's saying, I'm going to borrow the Omega Hedron, and then I'm going to leave. Zip, zap, and I'm gone. Yep. Zip, zap, and I'm gone. So, has he been to Earth before? Okay, yeah, that's the thing that they don't establish is that they... Okay, but I haven't seen, like, Richard Donner's Superman movies or number three or four. I bet his parties are great. Richard Donner's. Yeah, the Donner, Donner parties. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Funny. Good good reference. I get it. Ha. Uh, history. Funny. Joke. Happen. <laughs> you should summarize every... <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, to give a little bit more overview, uh, the plot synopsis for my NDB reads, after losing a powerful orb, Kara, Superman's cousin, comes... Kara, sorry. Um, Superman's cousin comes to Earth to retrieve it and instead finds herself up against a wicked witch. Yep. So I don't understand what Argo City is because Krypton was destroyed when Superman was born. Mm-hmm. Cause Zaltar made Argo City, but did did that exist before the destruction of Krypton? Why aren't they all going to Earth if Superman is making Kryptonians accepted there? Um uh, and he, the, the most confusing thing to me is that Zaltar says the Omega Hedron is one of our two power sources. What's the other they one? They say that it's more powerful. We don't know what the other one is. And then they feel the need to, because they're like, oh, you know, in a notes meeting, one of the studio execs probably said, yeah, I don't feel the stakes. So they feel the need to have someone say, if we don't get it back in seven days, we'll starve and die. Yeah. <laughs> if this doesn't happen. It's also pretty great because it's almost like the writers forgot that Zoltar first told Kara that he was planning on going to Earth. And then within like, I don't know, five, ten minutes, the mom's like, oh, where are you going? He's like, I don't know, Venus. Eh, Venus, know yeah. Serena. He changes it all the time. He's like, eh, I'll just go here. He's going to visit the world famous tennis players, Venus or Serena Williams. Uh-huh. I get it. Oh, well, here, let me throw you the tennis ball. Ah, I get the joke now. Okay, she caught it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then so uh, something about Kara grabbing the Omega Hedron and it rips a hole in the plastic sheeting. <laughs> and you'd think Zaltar, yeah, this genius, why, would be able to... Why in space would you be like, hmm, plastic? <laughs> Great. Great fucking plan. And oh, that bothered me so is, bad. I don't understand the fashion or the logistics of uh, Argo City. So they know and how small it's not a city. There's like a building. My familiarity with the Superman films is as follows. Okay. Uh, Superman 2, at the end of it, he hears that Krypton is still there in the sky. Right. But he finds that it's actually destroyed. So there is a chance that 
Kal-El, Superman could have gone and found Argo City and the other Kryptonians there. Or this is a place that he didn't know exist. Somehow, inexplicably, they know that he exists on this place called Earth enough for Zaltar to want to go there by by stealing slash borrowing the Omega Hedron. Right. Is that about it? Pretty much. Because she says that that's where her cousin is, so she knows enough about Kal-El that A, he's alive, B, he's on Earth, and C, he's a hero. Yeah. And that it's possible to get there, but they don't mention how they could get there because the way that she gets there is like through some deus ex machina Howard the Ducks-like stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Of vortex manipulation and six-dimensional geometry. Pretty much. The, um... How how she got there makes... (laughs) It's, I mean... It's like just going through, like, I made a painting. This is space. Like, I love the effects in this movie. They're they're so trash. But also, but like... They're also 80s. Yeah, it's 80s, and it makes sense. Some of them are actually like, huh, you know what? That looks all right. But, like, um, the flying stuff, I got to give points to for, to for something in the 80s. Uh, it's not Like, garbage. the painted stuff is actually pretty good. Yeah, I actually like, like, matte paintings in movies. I always... I have a little soft spot for it. But, um... What I was saying was, um, she immediately, like, as soon as she gets, like, the wand, the weird dildo-looking thing that makes stuff, that thing's totally a dildo. But anyway, it's like... Oh, yeah, the orange... Yeah, the orange... Uh, yeah. Uh-huh, stalactite. creator thing that he's, like, sculpting things out of. I don't know what the fuck it is, but she just goes over and fucks off in the corner, like, hee, I'm a child. And then she just like she makes like a bug and that's what punctures through it. And then the orb goes out the the hole. And then what doesn't make sense mostly it uh first of all in this is uh what what's the guy's name? Which Z- one? Zoltan. Zoltar? Yeah, Zoltan or Zoltar, whatever his name is. Um He's like, oh, no, it's lost in inner. Sp- I'm going to have to go to the furthest reaches of inner space to go get it. And then Kara's just like, ah, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know where the fuck it is, but I'm going to take the one way for you to go get it. And then she just jumps in the weird egg transport thing that just kind of happens to leave. That thing makes. Yeah, is it like an escape pod situation? But it like floats up and then like slowly goes somewhere. And then it's just suddenly outside. Like, I thought that was going to be like a, a drop, like it was going to drop down. That would make more sense. Um, yeah. And they never explain what the difference between inner and outer spaces. And they also mentioned something called a binary shoot. Yeah, that's what how she left. I, I guess that's oh. what the thing. Wait, is so is called. it a binary between inner and outer space? Uh, sure. Okay, well. I hear the gravitational radiation will give you cancer, I guess. Yeah. No, that's exactly what's going to happen. I, I still don't know what that is. It doesn't mean In anything. fact, to help us decipher the science of Supergirl, we invented the science from the scientists from the science cast to come explain uh, the difference between inner and outer space. Please welcome the scientist. Hello. I am Hello scientist. I am Dr. Science. To d- welcome to the science cast. Here I'm here to help you understand the differences between all the science stuff that you need to know. For example, what is a science and what is an inner and outer space? Wells, we're going to find out. For, all right. Yes. Uh, 
you can start with uh, what inner and outer space is. Okay, well, inner space is uh, okay. So th- you know, like an inner tube. Yes. So think of the inner tube. The outside of the inner tube is outer space, and then the inside where the air go, where the air, air go, it's the thing. Um, <laughs> air go in there. Um, hmm. Wait, wait, I thought the air go into the tube because it wouldn't be able to inflate otherwise. Yeah, no, the air go into the tube uh, because it does. So where'd you get your degree from? Hardly a place to get a degree. Hardly a place to get it. I've heard of that place. It's before. a wonderful s- school where you get a degree. Anyway, you were saying about the metaphor of uh, inner, inner and outer tube. space. Okay, so think of inner space as the air in the inner tube. Right? Right. The, the, the outside is the outer space. That's it. Oh, all right. Um. Can you tell us what uh, gravitational radiation or an omega hedron is? All right. So the gravitational radiation has to do with when the gravity is like, oh, no, I'm gravity. And then it pushes you around like a bully at school. And then you're like, oh, I'm radiating hate. And then you hate forever. <laughs> ah, that was like Neil deGrasse Tyson said it himself. Yep. And then the omega hedron is just a dumb plot device. That's, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, well, uh, you can catch the sign the science cast on our podcast network. Uh, was there anything else that you'd like to plug? I would like to plug going into the library where you will find me all of the time, always. How do they know which library they'll find you at? I'm, Just like you know, they'll find your published works. I'm or? a library. Si- I'm, I love libraries, and I'm there a lot. Studying science, doing 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 and studying science. Wait, before you go, I do have a question for you. Oh, okay. So, at what angle or what, I don't, how bright does a light need to be or not bright does a light need to be in order for someone to be able to see through a mirror what someone else is doing? Oh, you mean like, like a witchcraft bullshit. Yes. Well, you see, when you're a witch, science doesn't apply. Only a witch? None. None. Like, they shouldn't even be gravitizing. They should be floating off in space. I don't know. Like, if if you know the witchcrafts, the witchcrafts, then uh, gravity just doesn't happen at you. Oh. None of science applies. Yeah. Like, if you shoot a gun... At someone and you're a witch, the bullet doesn't go anywhere and no explosion. Like nothing, ha- things just like disappear. What, what what kind of bullets are you using <laughs> where explosions are normal? They're normal bullets, but you're a witch. So you create. Oh. Yeah. If you're a witch and you're using science like devices, <laughs> things that require science. You mean a gun? Yeah. A gun is a science like device. Then, then you know it doesn't. It's, science doesn't apply to you, so none of none of the laws of physics or gravity or nothing of that they don't apply. So you know things just so kind of go wacky. What you're saying is that Selena and Bianca aren't really witches. 
No, they. I mean, I don't. Probably in the movie, they probably just forgot the other part of the floating away. They just probably were like, "That one's the one that breaks the laws of the the science." So you're saying that I need. So you're saying that I need to get science bullets from you for nine ninety nine a bullet that explode on impact with non witches. Uh, well, if you shoot a witch, uh, a cookie, then you'll never have a cookie again. Well, that's been our science cast. Our science is from the science cast. You're welcome. The science cast is a co-production of National Public Radio. <laughs> I have so much money, I'm literally drowning in it. Please help me. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, so when you talk about well, I'm going to talk about, not you, I. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about uh, convenient plot-like happening things. Yeah. Uh, what? So, Selena, an inter, I don't know, in I don't know if she's a human witch or like an intergalactic witch, but she is. I think she's having just- a lakeside picnic. Oh, yeah. With her, with her like three weeks dating lover, uh, Nigel. And Who is also the Omega her Hedron, teacher. which Kara heads to Earth to retrieve so that Argo City does not run out of power and everyone she loves dies. Mm-hmm. It happens to land right there, and she's all, mm, want to have that. And so she grabs it, gets it to self-drive a car. It, I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I just don't understand, like how convenient it is that an intergalactic witch who knows how to harness the power of the Omega Hedron happens to be having lunch right next to the spot where a giant power source well, that she would launch to have forgetting the lands most right next to her. You're, thinking of the, you're, you're forgetting the most important part of that scene is that they're on a uh, tiger pelt. Yes, I did remember. I do remember that. Yeah, and uh, that just, you know. That's why a thing that's not addressed or yeah, no, it's not addressed, but also it's just there or dressed to kill. Yep. Mm -hmm. A view to address to a kill. Yep. Mm. Mm Hmm. Were you just picturing that? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Okay. So she uses the Omega Hedron to self drive a car. And I don't understand why Nigel says that, you can only rule the world with invisibility. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because she all. doesn't have that power, even with the Omega Hedron. And. Oh, and. It, oh, so apparently the only link that we have to her past is Nigel apparently discovered her. I don't know if he discovered Bianca, too, but he says, if it weren't for me, you'd still be reading tea leaves at Lake Tahoe. Yep. At Lake Tahoe. So do they just really like lakes and eating by them? Is that how they met in the first place? Uh, I think she... That doesn't make any... It it makes no... They just know each other and are like, we're witching craft now. Yep. There's no explanation for why anybody knows each other. Also, let's point out that literally everybody knows everyone in this fucking movie. Like... Yeah, it... Her, her, it's like when, an '80s teen comedy yeah. where oh, it's a, it's like a no, it's a, it's like the Brady Bunch where everybody knows each other and it's like a wacky sitcom where oh no, Jimmy Olsen <laughs> happens to get trapped in a cage. He's here. Also, guess what? And and like uh, what was it? Um, 
her roommate at the boarding school is like Lois Lane's sister. Like, oh, hi. Hey, look how convenient this is. Like, <laughs> Oh, look, it's a small town in Illinois. <laughs> hey, look, literally everybody knows them. Why do all Kryptonians just land in like middle America? What, wouldn't it be great if she landed in like China and it's like, huh? <laughs> and they're like, ooh, we will base our economy around you. Yeah. They're going to base how it their works. Co- That's what happens. <laughs> Isn't that how they got so rich? Yeah. So Richard. Yes. So Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, uh, Selena breaks up with Nigel mm-hmm. and she gets a ride home. And Bianca, her roommate slash co-witch, says, slash, oh, we're late on all the payments. Although, why would you be living in an abandoned fairground if you're going to pay bills? Well, it's it's not even just an abandoned fairground. It's like just the, um, it's just the, like the haunted castle ride, which I love because randomly the train from said haunted castle just comes around like, dude, dude, I'm here, which is pretty great. In fact, we have a live recording. One of our f- street correspondents actually went and got a recording of what it actually sounded like in person. We're going to play it five, four, three, two, one. Doot, doot. And there you have it, folks, live <laughs> streaming of the sound from that glorious historic Supergirl from 1984 thing. So going back to Bianca and that plot point. Yeah. The whole Bills conversation seems like it was pulled out of a sequel series. No, a prequel series to, uh, you remember Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes. So you know how the aunts were like living and adopted Sabrina? Yeah. Uh, seems like a conversation that they would have like, oh, darling, we got to pay that electricity bill. Isn't it ironic that we have the same problems as everybody else when we've got magic to do stuff? Even, sure though, as we other have person. Mag- Even though we certainly have magic, we still do have to pay bills for we are also human beings. Yep. And then it's and then like the first episode of like the Supergirl spin-off movie could be like we're going to have like a roommate tryout in <laughs> a volleyball game. Hooray! We're going to beat those girls at Lakeside cuz we don't like them. Cuz yeah. they're by a lake. The assholes being by lakes and shit. I don't like them. If they build a lake here, zip zap and I'm gone. If you don't like lake, zip zap, you're gone. Get out of here. You're not welcome at Lakeside. Okay, so you know how some movies like they establish rules and then break them? Yeah. This movie doesn't establish any rules around what a witch is nope. in this universe. Nope. Nor does it establish what the Omega Hedron is. Nope. Or even stay consistent with what Supergirl's powers are. Yeah. In fact, after she lands from the binary shoot, she just happens to be wearing the exact same outfit that Superman just yeah. wears, but only gendered to fit her. It makes it just happens. Like she jumps out of the water and it's like, guess what? I'm in Supergirl clothes. Like and I'm not wet at all because I landed in water. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Like, once again, did that, did her magic me? her magic powers to change her clothes are, like, the most used power in the movie. It's like, pwah, new clothes. Fuck you. All the time. That's, like, half of the movie is she's just changing clothes. 
Magically. I do like magic. when Selena says, my army of the night. <laughs> and they're just a bunch of old people. Like, what are they going to do? Yep. <laughs> nobody's, <laughs> nobody's afraid of them. So this movie fluctuates, going back to the rules critique that I had. So it suffers not only from a lack of given information, it also it also gives too much information at times and then is just like, yeah, the audience already knows who this is. So it's never really explained beyond convenience that Nigel also happens to teach at the same boarding school that Kara manages to f- like, yeah. become an interloping student at. Which the way she does it is she like, just happens upon a baseball game or softball game, whatever. And she just stares at the uniform for a while and is like, I can create that with my magic somehow. And then it happens. I can't believe nobody knows about uh, Kara being Linda. It's like the worst kept secret ever because you can even see she flies into like the end of this uh cinder block like not a cinder block but one of those uh cement tube things as yeah. supergirl and comes out as linda yep. like five seconds later Nah, that's that can't be her that would she doesn't look exactly the same at all what are you talking about but i did like the uh the plot device of competing for the hunky groundskeeper that was, <laughs> was fucking absurd he's so dreamy oh I don't think Selena even actually wanted Ethan. No, not at all. It's just kind of like keeper's name. Bleh, Bianca was kind of fine. like swoon, and she's like, "I, I want that." Yeah, and then and then Carl was just like, uh, "Yeah, all right, sure, F- fuck it, why not?" So why was he still in love with her after the spider got out of the fucking nut or whatever the shit that dumb thing was? Uh. Oh, so we should probably clarify. Uh, Selena makes a love potion so that Ethan, mm-hmm. the shirtless groundskeeper that Bianca wants to be with, but she gets. So she kidnaps Ethan, put, gets the love potion on him, and he stumbles away. And she says the first person that he sees, he'll fall madly in love with. And despite seeing hundreds of people yep. before Supergirl saves him from a bulldozer that is possessed by the Omega Hedron yep. in a maximum overdrive style the mechanical best failure. Ever. She puts like uh as long as this spy this enchanted spider is inside of this nutshell, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna describe it in a nutshell. I but get it, joke. It, If it crawls out, then he won't love her anymore. So by it breaking and the spider coming out, it means that he loves her without having to be influenced by the power of the enchanted potion. Right, but why? Beats me. Okay, that that was my question. I understood that that's what happened, but I didn't understand why. Because there isn't a reason. It's just like, yeah, I love her, right? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely love her. Okay, sure, man. Fucking all right. Sure. Fucking man. So, Aaron, I just remembered my one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Eddie and Billy, the truckers who oh, are looking for a good time. We're just looking for a good time. Here, let's reenact the scene. They're like, <laughs> Hey, we're looking for a good time. <laughs> You're purdy. And she's just like, she la- she just lands in a random city and then just 
random truck just and they they first off truckers don't like go in pairs like they're just in their own truck <laughs> like there's not two I mean, guys in the same truck unless one of them's like new and is like i haven't ridden uh i haven't done one by myself yet or you know what i mean like i haven't been on or a hitchhiker by, yeah yeah, it wouldn't be two truckers in the same truck. That doesn't that that makes no sense. That de- <laughs> that kind of defeats the point of truckers. Like anyway, Aaron, this was a backdoor pilot for Eddie and Billy to get their own series. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> backdoor pilot. Ugh. Like a butthole. Did John suddenly join the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm talking about was driving, fatal sex here. There's, you get it. I think of John at the worst opportune moments. It's not as bad as I, it sounds like when I say that, but there's a Highway 69 here or 169. <laughs> yeah, of and course. I drive on and I'm like, thank God John doesn't live in Minnesota. He would just be like, Highway 69, like a blowjob. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so he's not the only one who who does that, but yes. Uh, so Eddie and Billy, I think the most baffling part about that is not only do they not take no for an answer, nope. they are in Illinois, which is where Metropolis is and they know who Superman is. So they see a young woman who they think is related to super Superman who has superpowers and yet they try to be like all gropey and rapey. And yet she throws one of them through a fence and she's like, Oh, she works out. <laughs> like they yeah. don't suspect that she has any superpowers. And then he's still like, ah, well, let's try it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and I love how fake the fence is. It's just like, wow. I really want, I really want, I wanted her to melt his face. Like in a horror movie where they melt the faces with her heat vision instead mm-hmm. of like, oh no, the knife is hot. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, because she uses her heat vision to like to heat, heat up, up the, the knife. knife. She does it like seven times to laser things. Also, she does it through a wall at one point when there's like the weird girls who are gonna make the water hot because they're bad or something. And then she lasers through the wall, which you think the wall would explode and everyone would go, oh, God, the wall's exploding. But no, fuck it. It's fine. I think I wrote one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. This movie is just filled with great dialogue that you could just quote movie trivia at each other with. But I think it's Nigel. He says shockwaves and electromagnetism make people smarter. Yeah. What the fuck was that line? That's how that happens. I think it was when uh, Linda or Kara was in his class mm-hmm. and okay i don't know what six dimensional geometry was but he teaches at a boarding school for young women yeah that is like i don't know high school and he is surprised that they can answer one of his questions right he should not be teaching a class that he <laughs> that he should be surprised that somebody in his class is able to get the answer right what i'm actually teaching these kids what the hell is going on yeah yeah it like the the knowledge that I'm teaching is accessible. What? I I did like all of the old computers, like the Commodore sixty four lookalikes, and those were fun. Hmm. It's like he doesn't even want students to have the right answer. Like he just gets a kick out of like, eh, no. Ha, I'm no smarter than you, me. dumb children, with your not I'm as much knowledge as I have. My age. 
Yeah. Haha, ha, you don't have as many knowledge as I do. You fucking and something jerk. that really infuriated me about this movie is that they established they're like, oh, Supergirl. Supergirl, you can mm-hmm. hear really well and you can see through walls. Yeah. Yet constantly they feel like they have to visualize sound waves traveling to her ear coming from her mouth. Yeah. And when she had already used those powers, like she sees through the wall mm-hmm. and there's like that car driving away. I'm like, you don't need to show us that. You can just shortcut that. We get it. We're not that stupid. But they like their effects. I guess. I mean, they need to use that, but at the same time, like if you've already established it, it's like, so Marvel's Daredevil, which I'm currently watching season two. They're like, he has hearing and stuff. He listens to people's heartbeats. That's how he knows where to punch and stuff. He can map places because of sound. All right, we get it. It doesn't need to, it doesn't start off every episode by saying, here's what Daredevil can do. He can do this and he punches this way and it's he like listens a 20 for the theme song. <laughs> the theme song is just a thesis on like, by the way, here's what he Daredevil, can do. Daredevil, he can hear real well. Daredevil, he's Daredevil. got zone of vision because he was poisoned in the eyeballs with supervision and not having vision because he's blind, but he's got superpowers. Fuck you. That's his theme song. And speaking of science, I was actually having a conversation speaking with someone the other science. day about the worst uh, superhero movie cliches of uh, like the worst instances where science uh, is used just generically without like character justification. Yeah. For instance, in Spider-Man, I'm not saying that this is Spider-Man. a bad example. Peter Parker goes on a field trip to a museum. There's a there's a genetically altered spider that yep. bites him. He gets powers. We get it. But Spider-Man three escaped convict Thomas Hayden Church ha- just so happens to be running from the police and stumbles into a sand mixing yep. <laughs> like yep. uh, kinesis project, and they're like, ah, it's just a bird in there, whatever. That's ah, a bird. It's fine. Yeah. Or like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, Electro, played by Jamie Foxx, just like falls into a thing of electric eels. Wait, what? Really? That's how? Okay, now maybe yep. I need to watch this movie. That's uh, great. In the new Fantastic Four, they go to a new dimension, and everybody just gets fucked up. And then Sweet. they flash forward a year, and then everybody knows how to conf- like use their powers suddenly. Oh, good. Yeah, it's movie's great. It has just as much like ridiculous dialogue as this is, but is is less eighties and a little less garbagey. Mm. I just love when science is just like, yeah, science can fix that. You know, magically. you know this one thing that's really cool. It's called science. You you stupid. And one thing I do appreciate about this movie, as bad as as bad as like enjoyably bad as it is. I do like that Supergirl is at least fighting somebody that doesn't have the same powers as she does. Yeah. I do appreciate that because like with Marvel, it's like every movie, like Iron Man fights another Iron Man. Hulk fights another Hulk. Yep. Uh, Thor fights another God. Yeah. Great. Superman Captain fights America another fights Superman. another super soldier. Yeah. Like he fights another Kryptonian. Oh boy. Yep. It's Batman it. fights another Batman. In fact, speaking of Batman, let's check in with our caped crusader in our in our regular installment of Batman, the podcastinated series. The podcastinated series. Yes. My, Take it away, Batman. Hello, I'm Batman, and I'm here to defeat evil. 
Welcome to Ricky's Tacos. What can I get you? Justice tortillas. That'll be that'll be two ninety nine. Wait, are you the real Batman? I sure am. Can't you tell by my menacing speech and talk about oh, yeah. justice all the time? Uh, like all right, that'll be f- a large amount of times I talk about justice. Isn't it just annoying? We get it. Somebody killed your parents. Here, it'll be five ninety nine. Don't talk about my parents. They're dead. I get it. We know that. Hey, did you know my parents are super dead? Yes. Well, do you want your change? No, you can keep it. <laughs> he doesn't care about his change. Almost like he has a large amount of money, like a billionaire or something. I mean, give me anyway. that change. I, I, I need the change. <laughs> I need, I'm not rich. I'm a Batman. Batman has no need for the money. Throwing away change like that, huh? Must be some kind of a play. No, no, no. Give me the money. I need the change. I forgot. I need to make a phone call on a pay phone. Oh, all right. Well, here you go. Oh, thank you. Batman, it's me, the Riddler. Oh, no. You're late for our... You're late for our weekly game of chess and riddles. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had to get a a justice tortilla. You know how many I like those. It's just a tortilla that they just sell you for like $3 a piece. It's really a ripoff. It's delicious. The only riddle is how you keep falling for that every time. I'm Batman. Well, I built, I baked you this honey baked Gotham. Yep, goth ham is my favorite deli. Look, I painted the bat symbol on this goth ham. Oh, d- why? Is it a riddle? No, I just thought it, since I was giving it to Batman, no, I, I put it on any, there. That doesn't make any sense at all. So what do you think of Ben Affleck playing you in the new movie? He doesn't have enough... Um, his voice is all wrong. He doesn't sound anything like me. So, if you had a secret identity, which I'm sure you don't, because you're probably nope, just Batman. Just a that. Batman. Just a man who looks like a bat. Just a Batman, you know. I'm just a Batman. I'm a batting well, gentleman. Yes, I get it. Um, mm. So, if you did have a secret identity, don't, don't you think you would have a different voice than this? Uh, no. You do talk about dead parents a lot. I wonder how many other people who seem to have a lot of disposable income to throw at machinery have dead parents that maybe live in large mansions. I I built this all out of trash. (laughs) Trash? Yeah, I don't have any money. I just live in a dump and I made it out of trash. Well, how do you keep affording so many justice tortillas then? That's I I find money in the in the dumpsters. Door open. <laughs> this is a robbery. Give us all the justice oh, no, tortillas uh, and this five ninety nine and the. Oh, no. And this oh, is robber number two. Tell him robber number two. I thought we left. We're we're robbing the place. We're in there. Da, 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 da. Uh, oh yes, we're going so to rob the place. So many bullets. Boo, 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 boo. I don't know. We're needlessly do. firing the gun. Boo, uh, boo, boo. I'm concerned. Batman, I have a riddle for you. Why aren't you stopping them? Uh, 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 batarang. What's up? What's up? 
<laughs> Batman, you just hit me in the, in the solar plexus. You didn't hit one of the robbers. Fuck you. Ow. Let's get out of here. <laughs> You'll have to carry me. My solar plexus is the source of my riddling walk. That doesn't make any sense. Let's go. <laughs> Give us all the change in the change drawer. Please, Please don't hurt me. I need that change to not look like a millionaire that I am. Totally am Wait. not. Batman's a millionaire? Nope. Hmm, I wonder if that narrows it down at nope. all. Nope. If we cross-reference that, no, with, dead, say that. with people of dead parents, because he does talk about you're, that a lot. You're putting words in my mouth. I'm not that. Oh, hey, look, a distracting light that we're looking up at. Hopefully someone doesn't knock us out at all. Punch, punch, knockout. Owie. Deal, deal with it. F- fuck you. Thanks, Batman. Would you like to? Would you like your change? I, I'll take more change. Here you go. Thank you. All right, that'll be six ninety nine for saving the day. Wait, what? Why do I have to pay you? I just are you giving me six ninety nine or? I uh, know you're. You have to pay for their justice tacos. They were halfway through eating three of them by the time that you actually decided to do your that job. Does, that doesn't make any sense. Why do six ninety nine? All right. Ha, he's got more money. He's probably a millionaire. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I can't pay that. I'm super poor. Can't you see how Next poor time. I am? <laughs> Next time on Batman, we, we continue the epic saga of Riddler and Batman playing chess and riddles. Hey, Riddler, also, that's not okay. That's cheating. Hey, look over there, King to Queen Five. What's, o- That's not what's actual- over there? What? What what's over there? Oh, hold on, let me get my take my riddle in. Get it? No. Cause I'm the riddler. Oh. Riddle. That's not a good Next time on the Batcast. <laughs> we now return to the catastrophe section. So uh, where were we? I don't know. You figured out. Oh, so because Nigel. Uh, all right. So Bianca and Selena are cooking. The love potion gets Ricky to be all. Oh, uh, I she he gets saved by Supergirl from the bulldozer that ravages the town. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she tried to fit in, but didn't save the day and save the day. Wait, do you think that the blonde hair is her actual hair yes. or do you think Okay. Because that that's what she has on whatever city, whatever it's called, that city that she starts in. For them what do you think that the blonde hair is like Or do you mean the actress? The actress. I think the actri- actress has the the brown hair. Probably. Why? I couldn't tell honestly. No reason. I don't I don't have a reason yeah. behind my reasoning. Usually my wigdar is pretty good. Wigdar? Yeah. That's wiggity whack. Yo. Okay, but I also love that Ryan that oh, uh, that Ethan is like has his eyes closed for some reason and is walking down the middle of the street oh, yeah. and everyone's all like, "Let's go get a burger." <laughs> oh, do you remember the like, you think, Do you remember the line where it was like um, oh, what was it? The photographer guy, I forget his name. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's just like, yeah, don't bother him. He probably has a knife or a gun or something. You know, junkies, like, woo. <laughs> junkies just have knives all the time. All the time. 
And you think that Superman, like they always say, this stands for something. Apparently not to the people of this college town. Nope. Doesn't stand for anything. Just, ah, he's probably on all of the drugs ever. Don't bother him. It's so 80s. Like, ah, the drugs are the worst ever thing ever. Yeah, he needs to. He should. He should pray away that addiction. Yeah. It's like the gay that he should go not have. Oh, I do love. Uh, go- so you remember the who's your caddy ADR bit? Which one? The the that <laughs> potato salad is a forgery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that salad is a forgery. That the best line so- ever. I loved this one line. So a bulldozer runs over a car and there is for a split second, a line that just says, Hey, my car. Oh yeah, Hey, my car. Oh man. So someone that you don't see. Just, (laughs) just, oh man. I feel like we have to establish that somebody is lamenting this car. (laughs) Oh, so good. It looks like the blonde hair is young. Helen Slater's natural hair. Oh, okay. Hair color. So it's the, was it more brunette? Would you say Fidlin? The. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brown. <laughs> so the, and when you see it, the bulldozer are actually shields. Ethan from the traffic. Yeah. And yet he's flailing around like, Oh no, help me. I've been shielded from traffic by this bulldozer. Yeah. Oh man. And then uh, there's like a shout out to Popeye's chicken. Oh, yeah, because that's where they're at eating chicken. Chicken. Yeah, their chicken is so good that it, you know, defies wanting to be a hero. It's delicious. And then uh, Supergirl flies through the uh, the water tower of that town and it pours water onto the fire of the restaurant that the bulldozer was taking down and. That's the end of the bulldozer. Yes. And Nigel also goes back to try to win uh, Selena back. And so there's like a three day weekend and they feel the need to say this information at least four times. It's a three day weekend. It's, it's a, a three day weekend. I, Jimmy well, Olsen is coming down. What was, what was it? Wow. Where, when he's in the weird, like gray green, like leather yeah. suit and he's just like, it's a three-day weekend and i intend to let my hair down like fucking uh, i wrote it down right. he says this is a leisure suit i've got three days off at midvale and i plan to let my hair down <laughs> <laughs> i plan to let my hair down hmm there's nothing you silly nillies can do about it pretty great one of my other favorite things is that uh so because they operate their magic from afar bianca and selena yeah, uh, they like have this projected image of what's happening with the bulldozer, yeah. and Bianca's like so baffled and surprised by everything, kind of like the audience is, yeah. So, yeah, presumably supposed to be, and she's like, "Oh, ooh, what's happening?" Dude, Bianca she's was like, fun. "What was that? It was magic, damn it!" Of course, it's magic. She knows she's a witch. How would she not be like, "Ah, oh, that's clearly magic." Ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So the town has to pay probably tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to fix the Supergirl shaped hole yep. in their water tower mm-hmm. when they could have just used like, I don't know, a fire engine's worth to take out that fire. Uh-huh. Because 
Why didn't she just use her water. cold it breath? Would, like flood the. You know that thing that's not fire. It's called cold breath that she has Aaron, and can use all the time. They already wasted their VFX budget on all of the visualizations of good hearing and solid sound. There's no way that costed more than blowing a fucking hobo. <laughs> I don't remember that being a plot point. Really? Maybe I maybe I watched the wrong movie. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we'll just kind of gloss over that. You sure? I feel like it's yes. important. Mm, okay, we can talk about that in the important part later. In the important part. Yes. The important part of the important part of the show. Yes, absolutely. You got it. All right. So that's a new segment is the important part. Yes. All right. Cool. Absolutely. It sounds like the best. Let's do cool. it. Unlike you. I'm the best at certain things. Like not being cool. Exactly. <laughs> you know your skill set or lack of skill set. My masterful rum tummery. I don't know what, I'm, what words are coming out of my face. And then, so like I was saying, Bianca basically exists to be Selena's personal assistant. Yeah. She brings her bills. She's like, oh, ooh, I'm so impressed, Selena, and your powers. And she answers the door. Uh, uh, Selena makes Nigel ugly and then he becomes unugly by the next scene for no reason. Because magic. It's fucking. And then Supergirl goes to confront. She uh, also oh, makes him she's... old. Also, she, after she saves Ethan from the bulldozer, they fly over to a place without the bulldozer and he's oh, I'm in love with you. Let's be in love. Yeah. And he's like lovesick for the rest of the movie. Selena gets him back. She goes to confront Selena at the haunted thing in my place in my bob. Mm -hmm. The place stand your ground. Right. What? Yes. Yes. The unfair ground. <laughs> That's an own. What was with the part where she like they were in the teacups? And she was like, ah, sorcery, I'm going to spin you around really fast. Woo. Like, yeah, I didn't what, get that at is all. Is that supposed to kill them? I, that doesn't really do anything. Was it like supposed to make them super dizzy? I mean, yes, but like that's not like a way to defeat your enemies, I, I wouldn't think. Especially if one of them's a fucking super alien from Deathville who's going to murder everybody. I don't know, Aaron. Have you tried it on your enemies lately? I was gonna, but it looked stupid, oh. so now I'm not gonna. Okay, so you know what I think that they didn't realize that they put in here? Hmm. So when they have a Selena listing all of her official titles, she says that she is the Siren of Endor. What? For Star Wars fans, that is the moon in Return of the Jedi where the Ewoks Oh yeah, live. everybody knows what so, Endor is, but yeah. Yeah. So she is the siren of. So does she terrorize Ewoks? Yeah, she. Do Ewoks loves live on destroy. Is there a Lake Tahoe Ewoks. in Return of the Jedi that Nigel and her were just yeah, kind no, of vacationing Lake, Lake, at? Yeah, Lake Tahoe is. No, it's not in California at all. No, that'd be stupid. Don't oh, be dumb. Of course not. No, it's Endor. It's Lake Tahoe over there. Is yep. I did like the line where she was like, "It better not be those damn Jehovah's Witnesses again." When Nigel comes to the door. 
I'm Nigel. It seemed so. So for the script, it just seemed like um, there was one person who actually read the comics for like board, like. Hollywood board board men kind of people who are just like I've written like like one of them is all like Shakespearean and is just like I will write the love parts that the guy yells at the woman to make her swoon more at people um and then there was just like the one dude who's just like that'll be funny like it do, like there's not like a solid plan for this movie and i mean that's just how movies were made in the 80s was it's just like we have this guy do this this guy do this this guy does this right but like it just felt weird obviously i think my favorite line uh because to knock out ethan because selena is like angry because she's really thirsty for ethan (laughs) and she like telekinetically makes a coconut hit Ethan oh, on the head. Oh my god, that and was my favorite she, yeah, scene. <laughs> I can make the sky rain. <laughs> rain coconuts. Like, oh man, I better rain watch out for you. coconuts with pinpoint accuracy. Better watch out for that one. She's... G- <laughs> And then when Ethan comes to later, the Supergirl explains, you got hit in the head, you by, got a hit in the head by a coconut. Totally seriously. I and loved it. when the coconut hits him on the head, you just hear, Kunk! like it's a Gilligan's <laughs> Island episode. Just That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I loved that. <laughs> the place is filling with water and the professor got hit in the head with a coconut. He got hit in the head with a coconut. <laughs> Fucking hell, I love that. <laughs> So I think Bianca was being lazy at one point and, oh no, it was uh, Lois Lane's sister and someone was just standing around and they say, hey, what's the matter? Catching flies. What? I don't remember this. (laughs) They're like standing around after like the bulldozer event and they're just kind of standing there and uh, Lois Lane's younger sister says, hey, what's, what's the matter? You catching flies? You catching flies? That doesn't make any like, sense. Like, is she dead? Is she like standing still so that flies fly on her? I guess. I would assume so. And then the police arrest somebody without a warrant. Oh yeah, because they somehow she becomes like Lord Commander of the town by having a mountain castle there. <laughs> I love. I don't even know how that works. It doesn't, but it happened. <laughs> Especially because the they're kind of like like they've got this. So she traps Supergirl in glass, and then to send her to the Phantom Zone. Throws her into the Phantom Zone, which for those that don't know, the Phantom Zone is where Zaltar. And if you've seen Superman two, Superman one, or. Uh, um, How does she know about the Phantom Man Zone? Man of Steel. The Phantom Zone is like a place where time doesn't like stand still. So it's like an alternate dimension Hills? where Kryptonians who have wronged society go for the rest of eternity. Yeah, it's their space And prison. they don't age. Space prison. Zaltar is there because he stole the Omega Hedron and it like flew away, basically. Yeah. So Zod was there before he landed on Earth and Superman fought him and defeated him and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... While she's gone, Selena and Bianca take over with the power of the Omega Hedron. There's a giant mountain that's just totally painted onto the screen. 
and they yeah. they have this huge map and they say so that by the end of the week we'll have taken over continental America, <laughs> Mexico and Canada. Ooh. I don't even know what their what their plan is, what what powers or super soldiers or whatever their army is that everyone's just like well, if they can make a mountain appear, I mean, I guess we unconditionally surrender. Yeah, that is uh, it just happens. It's just eh. how much time has passed cuz they are not that far away from Superman. If Metropolis is Chicago, mm-hmm. Superman would like fly in and at least try to stop them. Well, no, at the beginning they said there was a when she stole the car, remember? Uh the radio was like Superman has left on a mission to a faraway galaxy that scientists estimate is blah 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 oh. blah blah amount away from Earth. Oh, that's probably when he goes to Krypton. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of Superman 2, I think. I guess so. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Yes. And then somebody mentioned something about a quantum vortex. I think that's Zoltar. Ah, you came through the quantum vortex here. No, I thought that's how they left. How who has to leave? That's how Zoltar and Kara have to get back to Earth is through the quantum vortex. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's the one way out that he's all Yeah, there's no way to do that, but there is this way to do that. There's no it's impossible, but we're gonna do it anyway. Just say there's a really uh, there's one option, but it's really dangerous. That's all you Yeah, have instead to say. of like that won't work unless it works. Like, <laughs> all right. And he says it doesn't work twice. Like it's impossible. It's but impossible to leave the phantom zone unless we do this thing, which isn't impossible. So I guess my earlier statement was just fucking hyperbole. Never mind. Let's do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they travel through the thing, like this big, like Selena's like realizes that uh uh Kara and Zoltar are like trying to get back to uh Earth through the quantum vortex and she summons the storm. Zoltar right. like flies away like goofy. <laughs> and um don't forget the fireballs because she's like, What? They're, how does she see into the phantom zone? Uh with the Omega Hedron? With the mirror thing. Yeah, the mirror sure. thing that she and Bianca have there. So she threw her, she threw her into the phantom zone, which she didn't know about. She's just like, eh, this is a thing I can do. And then it happens. Um, they don't explain it, but I think since the Omega Hedron is a Kryptonian artifact or something, it has access to the power of I mean, I guess. sending people to the phantom zone. But the fact sure. that we have to like extrapolate that based on the logic of the comics means that they didn't show their work. No, of course not. Like any other part of this movie. And, I, and Ethan becomes a prince, you know, just because he's attractive. They're like, yeah. you're Prince Ethan now. So he moved up from a shirtless 80s hunk to prince of the known world. Yeah. In a matter of hours. I'm I mean, I don't uh, Why not? Okay. I want to talk about the power of shadow. Yeah, the invisible what? creature that attacks the girls dorms earlier in the movie. Yep. And then somehow comes back and just kind of gets huge. Swapped out of existence. Oh my God. I love what in the final scene when he's like twisting her and it, they just took like the footage of her and like stretched the footage. It looked like ass. 
Can you explain a little bit more about how that happens, Aaron? What, looking like ass? No, no, the stretching the film part. They just, I mean, they're just VFX. Like she, she's getting like, she's supposed to be like being almost torn apart by this power of darkness or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. So they just like took the footage and like stretched it, um, like cut it and stretched it to like make it look like she's elongating like a fucking cartoon to be crushed by it. Yeah. And why is the monster invisible? Uh huh. Yeah. Is the shadow of darkness the same thing that takes over the bulldozer? She does. Sure. Why not? I have no fucking clue. Um. Oh. Okay. You know what the power of shadow actually reminded me of? The nothing. What's the nothing from Neverending Story? Uh, no, it reminded me of like the Dark Overlords from Howard the Duck. Dark, oh, oh yeah, when you and actually the see Dark it, yeah. Overlords, and they're just like these crustacean <laughs> things. I love them. Yes. Oh no, and I'm not Jack. And I am not Jack. Oh, I love that. Everybody movie. needs to watch Howard the Duck. That movie is amazing. Uh, yeah, especially the weird plane chase. It's pretty great. <laughs> that last 30 minutes. Yeah, the last 30 minutes where nothing happens. And this movie is the same thing with Howard the Duck, where people go from Superman, never heard of him, to, oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, must be you Superman's know about Superman. cousin. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there's a, you're a duck. Oh, hey, guy, how's it going? To, oh, my God, it's a duck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where it's inconsistent, where it, whether people know about her or not. And I think one of my favorite lines uh, between Selena and uh, Kara is when she's like trying to get the Omega Hedron back from her, and she says, "I wouldn't do that if I were you." And then Supergirl just says, you, "But you're not me." Oh, Cameron! Oh, it's I love. Well, you're not me. Ha. <laughs> you aren't me. Ha, sucker. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I love the one. I, I'm I'm going back to the part of with the the bulldozer because I love that scene. But anyway, there's a part where it like Rube Goldberg's uh, a gas station. Do you remember that part where it like? Yeah, it, I can I kind of remember it. It, yeah. no, it knocks down like the top of it and it falls and then like big tire sale like starts rolling down and everything just like. Oh yeah, the giant tires. Yeah, it just turns into like a weird Rube, Rube Goldberg esque machine of destruction. I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that whole bulldozer sequence lasts for like twenty minutes almost. It's my favorite. I'd say that that and the mm, I think, oh, we never talked about the headmaster. What about the headmaster? Uh, well, so like the really ornery like headmaster of the Midvale Girls School. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Danvers is like, I don't give a fuck. Go to the class. I don't fuck you. Where, uh, what was it? Um, where she, he's just like, you didn't fucking knock. What are you fucking doing? You fuck, don't we teach you manners here? What are you from outer space? Wink. 
Where are you from another planet or something? Wink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's almost like you're an alien species of some sort. It's like you're a whole different person. <laughs> you're sleeping on the couch. <laughs> You're off the case. <laughs> Finland's giving me a confused look. Um, those are the tropes that we love to point out in movies. So in romantic comedies, there's always the you're sleeping on the couch trope. Yep. And then there's in cop movies, there's the you're off the case. Trope. Always. You're always off the case. Yep, I don't know who you are anymore. It's always it's always the low point of the movie when they're like, "Oh man, we messed up. You're off the case." I love it. Yeah, it's the it's the end of act 2 basically. Yeah. So, Selena, what happens Gomez. to Selena? Oh, and she also captures all of the uh Oh, going back to Danvers before we go to the ending. He barges into the women's dorm room. Oh yeah, without knocking, nope. and they're all like partly naked. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. So Cameron, if you didn't notice, he doesn't give a fuck at all. Even still, if you're the headmaster oh, of no, like a young, like a girls' boarding school, knock. No, look, I agree, but it's he's clearly just like ah, I've been doing this for forty years. Fuck it, I don't give. I don't even give a shit anymore. Like. He clearly gives that, no he fucks. He just had a flask or like a like a thing of coke that he was just like sprinkling on his thing and then just going like Ugh, All right, let's go do it. Oh, that remem- that that reminds me. Do you remember the the uh, when she gets to the phantom zone and he's like spray spray or whatever it was? Yeah, I do remember that weird that. spray thing that they were they were doing. Yes, have a spray instead. Have a spray instead. Don't go save the world, you silly person. I feel like they should have had like a brand there. Like it just says Coca-Cola on it. <laughs> Coca-Cola brand Kryptonian Phantom Zone spray. Now available in your local grocery store. Go circa down. 1984. Yeah. Ding. Now accepted at Walmart. It would have been in there if there had been uh if it had been an Adam Sandler movie. Of course. And it would be facing the camera along with like a oh Domino's is so good. Or <laughs> oh I he's oh yeah, my character works at a Dick's sporting goods store. A Cox Sporting Goods? <laughs> yes, Aaron. Cox come on down to Cox Sporting Goods. <laughs> Phallus sporting goods. Gen- male genitalia sporting goods. <laughs> It'll be a good time for the whole family. Oh, boy. And how can we find out about great deals at male genitalia sporting goods store? If you go to malegenitalia.com, you can find all of the good things that go down, go on down at the local mama jamas that go happen there. You can also Google us. On, <laughs> you can also Google male genitalia and find us that way. You'll you'll not be uh, missed. I don't. You, you'll you'll love it. It'll be the best time you'll ever be having. Ever be having. Ever be having. It's the best time you'll ever be having here at Male Genitalia Sporting Goods. <laughs> We've got rackets, paddles, paddle rackets, just surfboards. Duct tape together racket paddles, surfboards, B- balls Juice of boxes. all sizes. 
Stuffed pandas. We've got pants. Short <laughs> pants. Shorter pants. Long pants. Long pants. Short shorts. Long shorts. Middle shorts. And Eugene short. Oh, man. High-waisted capris. <laughs> Come on down and visit us off of Highway 67. Uh, male genitalia sporting goods for all your sporting goods needs and pants. If you st- if you stop in this Saturday, you'll get a free extra medium seven up. Don't you love extra medium size? It's our famous extra medium size. <laughs> Come and get the extra medium at the extra medium male genitalia sporting goods store. It's next to our extra average section. Where average players have a place to buy their things. Did I mention we have stuffed pandas? <laughs> anyway, we're getting rid of this like it's going out of style. Speaking of going out, we're going out with a bang. As in I'm blowing up the dang the dang dig. As in I'm blowing up the store for the insurance money. <laughs> Anyway, we got to get going. Our ad time only lasts for three minutes, and that's up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Beware of the things. This commercial is made possible by National Public Radio. It's me, because somehow I learned about this store and financed a commercial for it. Why? Because I love it. I love male genitalia sporting and go there for all my pants and extra average things. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, let's bring it in. How many poops? How is... uh, So what happens to Selena and Bianca? I I don't remember exactly. Because she dangles all of the uh, minor characters to motivate uh, Supergirl to save them all. Like they're in a Bowser thing in a Mario Party game. She's just like... Hey, they're up there. Uh, Breathe ice. Ah, They're fine now. Like it was immediate. Uh, I don't think anything happened to him. Well, and then like she thwarts their hostile takeover of North America. Mm -hmm. And then without explaining any of the falling action of how society got to where it was in a like in a totalitarian way. Or right. explaining how it's going to go back to the way that it was before. Because presumably society has changed because time in the phantom zone is not the same as it is on Earth. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't denote she passage just, of time at all. She just takes the Omega Hedron and flies away and the yep. mountain just disappears. It's just gone. I mean, the stakes of this movie are not very clear, and if and when they are, they're as fleeting as that mountain was. Yep. Well said. Or existence itself. Oh, we're getting existential. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, is, was there anything we missed here? Oh, that's my favorite Spielberg movie. E.T. The extra existential. The existential. Yes. Yep. That worked well. That was a good joke that you happen. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Is there anything we missed in this movie? 
Uh, except for that the last line that they say to Supergirl was, we never even saw you. Oh, yeah, because she's just like, I have a favor to ask. You never even saw me. Even though everybody saw her and yep. you think that they would be like, hey, Superman, while you were gone. Hey, guess what? Your cousin showed up and she was all like, eh, I'm going to do the things. And then she did He's like. He gets all back. He gets back from Krypton and he's like, I'm sad. There's no more Kryptonians. Krypton's gone. And they're like, Superman, it's me, Jimmy Olsen. You'll never, You'll never guess what, what happened. happened. I was on this three day weekend and I was I was like in this small town, bro. And, and I, I wanted to let my to hair down. Lois Lane's sister. Yeah. And I wanted to let my hair down. I was wearing a leisure suit. Wouldn't you believe it? Yeah. And there was this witch that like she's and. There was like this girl who said that she was your cousin and she's sent to this place called the Phantom Zone. She came back and then I said that I'd never tell anyone that I saw her. And then I'm telling you that I never saw her, but I yeah. saw her. So, yeah. How does she know? So if Superman left when he was like three months old or whatever the hell, how does yes. she know that she is Superman's cousin? I think maybe Zoltar and the Council of Krypton were able to get away during the dis destruction of Krypton and built Argo City. So they know that Jor-El, Kal-El's father, sent Kal-El away to Earth, is all I can think of. Uh, sure. I like that this movie, the conceit of this movie is, not only are these aliens real, but... Witchcraft is super real, and if you get Kryptonian shit in with, like, it's like, because the, the, the ball, the orb, is, it's a power, it's a, basically it's a power generator. How does that help her do magic? And they never show her, like, they only mention that she read tea leaves at Lake Tahoe. They never said, oh, yeah, you had all of those magic powers. Remember when you turned that frog into a prince? Yeah. Or, you know, other things. Do you remember when you magicked that magic? And also, yeah, it, remember the other conceit of the magic in this movie is that, ah, if you have a cookbook, you got this. It's easy. You're done. <laughs> got a Speaking cookbook, of you're cookbooks. a sorcerer. Speaking of cookbooks, we're here to talk about Jerry the Burger Shack's Uncle Jerry and his new cookbook called Jerry's uh, Guide to Cooking What Haves It's That You Wants to Eat. And in our studio today is Uncle Jerry. Hello, I'm Uncle Jerry of Uncle Jerry's Burger Shack. So I'm tell us a little bit about your new cookbook. My cookbook is about things what you make with your hands for the eating. All right, well, what is new in this cookbook that was not available to consumers before you started your restaurants and all that stuff, Zizzes and the Wants? I see what you did there, because consumers and they're eating. Yes, exactly. I'm glad that you caught on to that joke that I was telling. Would you care to explain it a bit further? For you who did not get it, consumers is normally a thing for pe describing people what buy things, but consuming is also the act of eating. So it was a double yes. meaning word. And because we're Very talking true. about boigas, it is both. Are boigas included in your cookbook? There are about 5,032 different types of boigas in this book. What about other recipes? What are the, Okay, well, let's go to the chef editor's specials, because you can be a chef and an editor. You're a chef editor. I am a chef editor. So, yes. That so, sounds like uh, I'm a chef predator. 
Yes, you are, just like in that movie, Chef Predator. Chef Predator Requiem. Requiem. <laughs> Chef Predator Requiem for a dream. A- Alien versus Chef Predator Requiem for a dream. <laughs> Part two. Part two, the resurgence. The return surgeons. <laughs> That's the movie I wrote with my son. Anyway, we'll get into that when you actually when we when that movie comes out next year. It is currently filming with Cadley Brooper, Cadley and Smill with, yeah. and uh, John Deedle in John the main Deedle. roles. John Deedle and Cadley Brooper. Let me just say real quick before we get to the book, they are doing an incredible job portraying my boygus. Wait, they're training your boygus? Port- portraying my boygus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, there's two recipes that I want to talk about before we let sure you go. Thing. Uh, there is the uh, baked ham, pineapple, and uh, hobo shoe salad. Right. Tell us a bit about this. So, uh, the way you... It's, it's a delicious recipe. Basically, you take a shitload of lettuce, some ham, some pineapple, and some hobo shoes. You know where to get those. You just pick them up at your local grocery store. Your local grocery store. That's my favorite. By the way, quick plug to Loshal and his grocery store. He has all of the groceries you could ever need. Thanks for looking out, Loshal. You're welcome. Anyway, anyway, so uh, you just take those and you wrap them up in a ball of tinfoil. All three of them items is however much you want for however big size of salad you're taking into your mouth hole. Um, or if it's a party, everybody's mouth holes. And you bake that in an oven for a shitload amount of time, at a shitload amount of temperature. And uh, you throw it on some fucking lettuce. Ah, is and what about this secret sauce that the, the copy of the book that I got mentions? The secret sauce is actually just a byproduct of the hobo shoes. Oh, so is it like a mixture of foot sweat and uh, tears? I don't know. It just happens. So part of the recipe is you don't know what goes into part of the recipe. But it's in there because it's in the hobo shoes. But not all hobo yeah, shoes it, are alike. Think of it like chicken broth. You don't know what that chicken's been having in it. This is what's uh-huh. ha- that, that's it's the same principle as these hobo shoes. Mmm. Yeah. I get you. Good. You better. You best. So that's that recipe. All right. Well, the other recipe is the pelican seagull pigeon fondue casserole in a shoe. Right. I have a lot of shoe based recipes in this book. Yeah. So fondue in a shoe with a pelican seagull and a pigeon. Yes. A lot of lot of street poultry, as I call it. And and cheese. Yep. Cheese and street poultry. My favorites, actually. So tell us a bit about how you, uh, this, this uh, dish's inception. Oh, the inception. Well, you see, I actually, um, I tripped one day on someone's shoe and dropped a load of just melted cheese. I was eating nachos at the time. And you know that shit, that shitty nacho cheese? Yeah. I, I accidentally uh, dropped that into the shoe. And then a bunch of boys went in and like, ah, we want, we want some cheese. 
And then they ate the, the shitty cheese. And then I'm like, I got it. You get away from my Wait. cheese or I'm going to bake you into it. And ding, fucking light bulb above my head that doesn't involve boigas. And it happened. And that's how I thought of it. <laughs> well, with that light bulb, it's sure that you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't understand the joke. Well, electricity is measured in watts. So when I say you know what you're talking about, it suggests that um, it's what in place of what. That it. I, 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 we'll move along. I don't get it. Uh, well, we'll just move on. So yeah. where can we find your book? Uh, you can find my book. Wherever. We sell them at the Jerry Boyga Shacks. And how do we find one of those? Well, my voice burger shack has that sign out front that says, Hey, all you Jerry's, come over here's. And that's where the first Jerry's Boy Shack is. And then the second one says, hey, all you Jerry's that are not currently at the other Jerry's Boy Shack, come on over here because this is also a Jerry's Boy Shack. Oh, okay. I hear you. Those are the, those are the, the signs on cloth that hang from the buildings that are Jerry's Boy Shacks at the moment. So you can go mm. get the books there. We also have a website saying, the website that sells them on the interwebs that says, I don't know what websites do. Dot com. All right. Well, that has been our interview with Uncle Jerry of Uncle Jerry's Boyga Shack. Um, next week on the show, we will have another book writer, author Stephen King, talking about his biography. It follows part two, even though he didn't write or have anything to do with that. So it's kind of confusing. Mm. Anyway, we'll see you next week here in the studio. I'm your host. Goodbye. This has been an interview with some random guy. The interview book show was a co-production of National Public Radio, and I'm a replacement. But I hate me because I have so much money. I just wasted on these shows and programs. We now return to the catastrophe section. All right. So, Eric. Aaron, how many leisure suits and letting your hairs down would you give this movie? Uh, out of 10? I sure. would say three. Does it belong in the catastrophe section? I don't think it does. I, I didn't find Fidlin? it uh, as enjoyable. Fidlin, did you enjoy the movie? Do you think it belongs in the catastrophe section? What movies belong in the catastrophe section? Ones that we think are good enough to... Good, bad. Like, these are... Like, good, bad. Like, oh, that was really bad, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Trash-tastic. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I don't really think it does either. I enjoyed parts of it. Yeah. And there's definitely some really great, awful dialogue in it, but... It, I wish that it was like an hour and a half rather than two hours. Yeah, it really drags in the middle part. The whole part with Ethan can just be cut down to 10 minutes Especially rather than like the his 40. Obno he was so obnoxious with like the, how doth the summer flower grow on your face with the smooth, soft, soft skin? Like, just shut, shut your goddamn face. Nobody goes after people like that.
Nobody's like, I want to have the the the, the relationship with that woman. Quick, let me make up shitty poetry at them. Yeah. Like nobody actually does that. Oh, your face what with the pores and the skin dermatology have on? I am enamored with your eyeballs and their p- position on your face. Also, your the symmetricalness of your face is also pleasing to my human eyes, as well as your having ears and uh, the concerningness that is not there because you have them. Because if you did not have them, I would be concerned. That's the kind of poetry that I would say to humans. And how would you do it, Poetry Corner style? Welcome to the Poetry Corner. It's time for some fucking poetry. Welcome to the Poetry Corner. Time to listen to me ramble about poetry and rhyme. Boop. Hello and welcome to the Poetry Corner. Today we are having a special request on how to woo a human being. Whatever gender or whatever bits they've got in their body. On their body. In the middle of their body. Whatever you want, we're talking about how to make them swoon over you with poetry. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess I'm just looking for somebody who feels like they, you know, they put a lot of thought into it, you know? Like, maybe they come up to me and they're like, hey, you look nice. Got a mop. That's kind of cool. Our guest, uh, Dr. Janitor, is here. Hello, Dr. Janitor. Hello, um, that's me. Uh, I hear you're having uh, uh, relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Please yep. describe me those relationship issues. Well, let's say that I got out some mopping fluid and it wasn't a clean breakup, if you catch my drift. I do. It wasn't sanitary. Uh, I missed a spot when I was going over reflecting on this relationship. Do you follow me? Uh, I believe so. Did you? So you're getting out your emotional mop to clean yourself up off of the floor. Exactly. Okay. Sanitation metaphors. Mm. You'd, you'd be great in this, in this, bleh, in this line of work. Yeah. Cause you, obviously you have to know, uh, when to speak as such. Anyway, yes. So I actually burned the copy of my poem on the way here, so I wouldn't mind improvising one. Oh, okay, so uh, this is a this is a poem uh, trying to win back your ex or trying to find a new human being for which to have a relationship with. To win back my ex. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead uh, and read us this poem uh, about how lovely, wonderful they are. Oh, my love, our love was a flop. I just always wanted to prove that I could be at the top of the world that I could stand on, harvesting the crops. But I'm a janitor, so I would need to use a mop. Oh, my, oh, the hurt that you put in my heart. The way that it hurt like a painful half fart. 
oh, I don't ever want to watch Paul Blart. I want you back. I love you. The end. Mm. If that doesn't make them uh, have genitals go things, then I don't know what else will. Anyway, do you have a love poem? Because I feel like I just bared my soul to you and... I'm going to tiger my soul. Okay. Instead of bear it. Because... Oh, all right. Joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Excuse me. Let me talk. This is a sample poem, by the way. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not a romantic type, and nor ever have I been. So this is just me. It's like a placeholder for in case it ever needs to happen. You know, like I'll fill in the blanks on the specifics of the person when uh, they exist. You know, okay. Yes. Okay, so this is my love note to blank. Dear blank, your eyes are an unending ocean of insert color here. Your hair is so insert hair length here that I enjoy how it is cut in the ways that it is. Not to mention the wonderful color of possibly brown. Your mouth twinkles in the darkness like a highlight high beams of a motorcycle driving down the Route 66 of my... Uh, innards, possibly soul, maybe heart, depends on what I feel like writing at this time. Oh, my love, you certainly have captured my insert love metaphor of an organ here. Thank you. (laughs) That was beautiful. Anyway, that's all the time we have time for. I'm not the host of the show, but I like to keep things clean. You're just, I get it, because you're a janitor. And also, don't tell me when my show ends. I know when my show ends. Well, I hope I don't get kicked off. Otherwise, this would be like a janitor tutorial. I did it. Because that's also wordplay. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm? Hmm. 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 Now we're trying to, oh, Mayonnaise. And now we go to our host and the sounds of him eating a plethora of mayonnaise. Mm. Mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. (laughs) Just describe it while you eat it. I hope this isn't annoying literally everybody. Nom, nom, nom. The Poetry Corner is a co-production of National Public Radio. That's me because it's my show, goddammit. We now return to the catastrophe section. That's so, the end. 
Aaron, this movie was nominated for a certain amount of Razzies. Which ones was it nominated for? Uh, worst screenplay, maybe. Nope. Worst actress. Uh, worst actor, Peter O'Toole, who played Zaltar. Oh, yeah, and worst bad. actress for Faye Dunaway as Selena. Yeah, she was... There was so much ham. Yeah, I like. I'm glad that Helen Slater didn't get any hate though, because she was actually one of the better parts of the movie. She wasn't really blaming on her. Yeah, so it's got a 4.3 on IMDb, uh, a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Too fresh, 25 Rotten consensus reads as the effects are cheesy and Supergirl's wide-eyed, cheery heroine simply isn't interesting to watch for an hour and a half. Our Excuse me. The one on Amazon that I paid for was two hours long. Yeah, no, it was two hours. Yeah. So then there might be like two different versions. I guess. I don't know. Uh, the audience score is 26% liked it uh, based on an average rating of 2.3 out of 5 based on 49,083 reviews. Aaron, this movie cost a certain amount of money to make. How much money did it make? Uh, you mean, cost? or how much did it cost to make? Yeah, how much did it cost? Uh, this was before they made they made money. Their movies a ridiculous sum. So I'm gonna guess before they made what? Third twenty million. It cost more. Forty. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. All right. How much did it make? Oh, probably sixty. It made. Fourteen million two hundred ninety-six thousand and four hundred. Sweet, I thought it would actually make money. I mean, it might have made like recouped a lot more of that of its budget because it was released in the time of VHS and it's had like thirty years to like make the money back. Mm -hmm. But so you know, interestingly, for those that have seen uh, Electric Boogaloo, the uh, Canon Films documentary, oh yeah. The Salkins, who actually owned the rights to the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, yeah. the financial failure of this movie actually led to the Salkins family selling the Superman rights to Canon Films in 1986, which led them to making the uh, the quest for peace with Nuclear Man. Hooray! Yay! And then they it reverted to like Warner Brothers, and they made Superman Returns and Man of Steel, and you know Batman v Superman, Dawn of Blandness. Dawn of Blandness. Yes. Yep. Um, but that's about all. That's about all I got for this. Uh, Aaron, anything else you want to comment on the movie before we close out the episode? Just don't watch it. What about you, Fiddlin? No. Okay. So uh, let's close out with what's on our radar this week, Aaron. What is on your radar this week? Well, Haken's releasing their uh, their new album Friday, so I'm crazy excited for that. Um, uh, Major Parkinson released a new single, so I'm assuming they're coming out with a new album as well. They haven't actually officially announced an album, but they came out with a single. So, you know, that normally comes out with that. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season two is awesome. I love that show. I started season one pretty like a few weeks ago. It's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, that show's fun. I really like it. Yeah. What do you expect? Tina Fey. It's Tina Fey's show. Yeah. And the the actress I like it who plays better that. than yeah Ellie Kemper. She's great. Yeah. She she is perfect for that role. Yeah, I think I like her character a lot better than like Liz Lemon on Thirty Rock. Yeah. 
Like I just like her optimism about things. I do. I do like uh, Tina Fey's character in the show, actually, where she it's her and her husband who are just like the the weird. Um, they're weird lawyers who do like the who dress the exact same. It's funny. Oh, I haven't seen that far ahead. Yeah, you'll like it. It's I'm, funny. I'm on like episode seven. Okay, or yeah, eight. it's coming up. It's yeah. funny. Okay. I hear John Hamm's in it. I'm excited to see oh, what he I does. I love John Hamm in it. I for, I always forget that he's 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 in it, and I love him. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Aaron? Uh, no. Uh, the Game of Thrones is back, so I watched the premiere for that. It's pretty good. Um, I'm excited to see where this season goes, especially because they finally went past the book so mm-hmm. that's on hbo oh and also the uh third season of silicon valley just started on hbo also had had a pretty tight cliffhanger last last week that they haven't resolved but i'm excited to see where the show goes because it's a pretty solid uh critique of like that mm-hmm. microcosm of culture and like the frat style like like the frat style of humor doesn't always do it for me but mike judge is like his satire is always really sharp at the least yeah so uh, that's what's on my radar this week. Uh, Aaron, do you remember what we're doing next time? Fuck yes, your I request? do. I love it. I'm so excited. It's called Ghosts Can't Do It. It's gonna be great. It makes me so mm-hmm. excited. It's, it's the dumbest. No matter what, just the plot alone is amazing. Do you care to break it down for our uh, listeners? Just a little bit. Not the whole plot. Okay. So, this woman is married to a much older man, and they love each other, but the older man can no longer get it up for the sexing time. So he kills himself. And then she comes up with a plot. Uh, Oh, by the way, he turns into a ghost who haunts her, and she uh, hatches the... They they hatch a plot together to um, to get him into a younger body. So yeah, it's going to be great. So that they can, because ghosts can't do it. He needs a body so that they can do it. Exactly. Yeah. And don't forget, don't forget Donald Trump is in this movie and he Oh is, yeah. He's, I watched his scenes already. It's amazing. It's so good. Anyway, so I'm crazy excited to watch this movie because it is the dumbest plot. I think one of the dumbest plots I think I've ever read. And I'm excited. Yep. It kind of had you on surface value, didn't it? Oh, yeah. No, just reading the plot, I was like, fuck, yes, I'm watching this. And it's a Canon Films movie, so. Yeah, it's a Canon film. Watch the, like, so it's going to be extra two. stupid and extra like, eh, we have an opportunity to show a tits, so we're going to, because we're Israelis, and that's what we like. Yep, and Bo Derek, one of their. Uh, yep, Bo Derek is the name of the lead actress. Yep, Exploited Stars is the lead and director. So that's going to be great. It's going to be fun. So, Aaron. Super outro. That's not the Superman theme, but flying. 
Hey, we're looking for a good time. Punch Kachow. Oh, you work out. Dimension. Ooh, it's a leisure suit, and I plan to let my hair down. Aren't we glad we hired two before for this? Oh, yeah, we're totally. Hey, keep it down. Some people have kids that they're trying to not take care of. Raven, I'm not a child. Well, stop having that happen, Robert. Uh, Out. Yep.